Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We're back in the book of 1 Kings. We are going to be basically looking at chapter 11 and 12 today. Um, As we concluded chapter 10 yesterday, we just saw references to how rich King Solomon's wealth was. It exceeded all of the uh, kings of the earth in riches and in wisdom. And uh, people brought uh, uh, him from all of the different kingdoms, Um, you know, silver, gold, Garments, myrrh, spices, horses, mules, and so much year by year. And it talked about all of the horses he had collected. And again, this was against God's uh, commands not to accumulate um, um, silver and horses and gold and and wives. Um so, but Solomon, you know, we kind of get his wisdom, but we get the folly and foolishness of his heart as well. So, in chapter 11, it focuses on turn his heart being really turned from the Lord more straightforwardly. So, chapter 11, verse 1, now, King Solomon loved many foreign women um, along with the daughter of Pharaoh. So, again, the daughter of Pharaoh as his wife was a poor choice because she didn't believe in God. And then he had Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, um, Sidons, and Hittite women from the nations concerning which the Lord had said to the people of Israel, this is verse 2 I'm reading, you shall not enter into marriage with them, neither shall they with you, for surely they will turn away your heart after other gods. It wasn't like it was... um, you know, um, God being against, you know, different races of people. It was the fact that the condition of the heart is what's important. It's not what's on the outside. It's what's on the inside. Solomon clung to these in love. So he did exactly opposite of what God wanted him to do. He was in love with all these women um, and all, none of these women were in love with God. So Solomon clung to these in love. He had 700 wives 
who were princesses, and he had thirty, um, he had three hundred concubines, and so that's like a thousand, you know, wives or women around him, and his wives turned away his heart. Okay, you have a thousand to one turned away his heart. Uh, so when Solomon was old, his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not wholly true to the Lord his God. Verse 6, So Solomon did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and did not wholly follow God. So we drop down to verse 9, And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice, and he commanded him concerning this thing that he should not go after other gods. This is the wisest man in the world. God appears to him twice. Wouldn't you think he would follow the rules? But he did not keep what the Lord had commanded. Therefore, verse 11, the Lord said to Solomon, Since this has been your practice and you have not kept my covenant and my statutes I have commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom from you and give it to your servant. Yet for the sake of David your father, I will not do it in your days, but I will tear it out of the hand of your son. However, I will not tear away all the kingdom, but I will give you one tribe, that would be the tribe of Benjamin, to your son, for the sake of David my servant, and for the sake of Jerusalem that I have chosen. And the Lord raised up an adversary against Solomon, Hadad the Edomite, and he was from the royal house of Edom. Okay, so now Solomon's got trouble. We drop down to verse 26, Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, uh, a servant of Solomon, whose mother's name was Zerah, a widow, also lifted up his hand against the king. And this was the reason why he lifted up his hand against the king. Solomon, uh, let's see, Jeroboam was an able man, we see in verse 28. And when Solomon saw that the young man was industrious, he gave him charge over all the forced labor of the house of Joseph. So again, a picture of Forced labor. Again, Solomon's not doing things according to the kindness that God wanted him to have. High taxes and forced labor. And at the time where when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem, the prophet Ahijah uh, found him on the road. Now Ahijah dressed himself in a new garment, and the two of them were alone in the open country. Then Ahijah laid hold of the new garment that was on him and tore it into twelve pieces. And then he said to Jeroboam, Take for yourself ten pieces. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Behold, I am about to tear the kingdom from the hand of Solomon, and will give you ten tribes. But he shall have one tribe for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem. Okay? So, Ahijah is basically telling Jeroboam, kingdom's getting ready to be split. And you're going to get ten tribes. Um, verse 41, Now the rest of the acts of Solomon and all that he did in his wisdom are they not written in the book in the acts of Solomon. Kind of a rhetorical question. But at the time of, that Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel was 40 years. And then Solomon slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. And Rehoboam, his son, reigned in his place. 
So you don't get all of the stuff that Solomon did. It's just saying, you know, it's just too much. But he did all these things. But isn't it interesting? At the end of all this, that's it. And then Solomon slept with his fathers. So he did a lot of things. But it didn't really amount to much. Because in the end, you sleep with your fathers, you die, and all of that stuff that you did didn't really matter because it didn't really honor God. Chapter 12. Rehoboam went to Shehem, for all Israel had come to Shehem to make him king. Okay? And as soon... Shehem was a place of covenant renewal, as my study Bible says. And it was a place where kingship first briefly uh, intruded itself into tribal life. It's the ideal place for a prospective king to be invited and confronted with the question of how he's going to exercise his kingship. So this is sort of a ceremonial gathering. As soon as Jeroboam, uh, heard of it. Now, Jeroboam was in Egypt because he had fled Solomon. So he hears that Rehoboam, Solomon's son, is going to this place to um, Shehem to, you know, sort of position himself to be king. So Jeroboam hears about this. He comes back from Egypt and they sent and called him and Jeroboam and all the assembly of Israel came and they said to Rehoboam. So Jeroboam's been on the run from Solomon all this time. And now he puts the question to Rehoboam. And remember, Jeroboam was put in charge of all the forced labor. And originally, you know, he was, you know, in charge of a lot of things. Um, so they posed the question to Rehoboam, your father made our yoke heavy, you know, a lot of taxes. Now, therefore, lighten the hard service of your father and his heavy yoke on us, and we'll serve you. And Rehoboam said to them, go away for three days and then come back to me. And the, so the people went away. So in other words, he's basically saying, give me time to think about this. So then basically the king Rehoboam took counsel with the old men and Basically, they told him, you know, speak good words to them and they'll be your servants forever. In other words, they told him, you know, lighten the taxes, be a good king, uh, and you have the ability to unite the people and they'll be your servants. But he abandoned this counsel that the old men gave him and he took counsel with the young men that he had grown up with. And he said, what do you think? And these young men said, speak to the people harshly. And, um, you know, your father made our yoke heavy. Uh, let's see. They said, my little fingers thicker than my father's thighs. And now, whereas my father laid on you a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. So, in other words, they're advising... This, you know, Solomon's son, Rehoboam, 
to be even stricter. And he's probably they're probably saying, if you don't, you're going to lose your kingdom. So, you know, be like your dad. Don't be like somebody else. So the king answered the people harshly after those three days. And basically the people said, when they heard this down in verse 16, you know, what, do, what portion do we have in David? You know, forget this, you know. So Israel went to their own tents. In other words, Israel, which are all these ten tribes, they split. We've had enough. Enough taxes. And But Rehoboam reigned over the people of Israel who lived in Judah. Okay, so Rehoboam's in the south in Judah. He's the southern king. And the uh, house of Benjamin stayed with him. But Jeroboam becomes king in the north. Uh, so Rehoboam, in verse 18, sent uh, Adoram, who was a taskmaster, over the forced labor. And he, they, he sends him up there to sort of tell him the new way. And they stone him to death. And so Rehoboam runs back to, to uh, Jerusalem. Because he's scared maybe they're going to try to get him. So Israel now in full-fledged rebellion. We got kind of a civil war situation. Uh, and all Israel heard that Jeroboam had returned. They sent and they called him to the assembly and made him king over all Israel. So Jeroboam becomes king of the north. You got Rehoboam in the south. Um, with the house the tribe of Judah, and the house of Benjamin. So then Jeroboam in the north, what does he do? Um, we just see that he took counsel, and he makes two golden calves. And he puts one in Bethel, and then one in Dan. So he puts sort of, Dan is sort of north of the Sea of Galilee, and Dan is, um, excuse me, uh, Bethel is sort of in the south, um, north of Jerusalem, in, in, the, in the southern part of, quote, Israel, the northern kingdom. So he puts these two calves there for people to go and pray so they don't have to go to Jerusalem. And he made temples, and he appointed priests from among all the people who were not of the Levites. So Jeroboam is not a good king, really, either. So, you've got basically Rehoboam, which was a bad king now in the north, and he's going to reign 17 years, and we got Jeroboam, excuse me, Rehoboam was in the south, and then you got Jeroboam in the north, both are bad kings, and there we go. House of David divided. And uh, so we're going to stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing your take on this study today. And as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. And we'll see you here next time. Um, let's see. Today's Friday. So we'll again, we'll take a break over the weekend. And then we'll see you back here on Monday as we continue our study in First Kings. And as always, our prayers go up for sweet Emma and sweet Jean.